Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's the iBug Buzz for Monday, December 20th, 2021. Well, I guess that means, uh, unless you're listening to this on a podcast, that it's five days till Christmas. And I just barely got my Christmas shopping done, thanks to a good friend who helped me out. <laughs> well, anyway, enough of that. This is episode 514. And my name is Stephen. I'm going to be one of your facilitators tonight, along with Sandia, and we are going to talk about all things iOS, iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, Apple TV, the Apple Watch, other apps and accessories of these devices. We're going to talk about all of it, whatever your questions and our answers may be. But before we get to all that, we just need to go over a few basic guidelines and First thing I need to let you know is this call is being recorded. So we ask you to please stay muted unless you are speaking. And this is to ensure the quality of the call and also the, so that we don't cause a lot of uh, people stepping over each other and interrupting and background noise. Now, I do wanna let you know, we don't use the raise hand feature on Zoom. So when you wanna ask or answer a question, all you do is unmute yourself and then say your name, but wait to be acknowledged by one of the facilitators, which of course tonight is me or Sandia. So uh, please wait to be recognized before asking your question. And we ask that you not just uh, speak out or make exclamations while others are trying to talk. When you want to announce yourself, just wait till you hear a break in the conversation. And uh, speaking when someone else is already talking, as, as we know, is very distracting and it just disrupts the call. So please help us out with that. Once you've asked or answered a question, Try to give others a chance to participate, and that's just so everybody gets a chance to ask a question. We want to make sure everyone has a chance to give their input. Be sure to eliminate any background noise. If we um, have to tell you twice that you have too much interference, we may have to remove you from the call, and we really don't want to do that. So make sure if you're not going to be speaking, or even if you are, uh, just be in a quiet place. Uh, no noises in the background because it definitely kind of makes it hard to hear. So let me quickly run down the ways to mute and unmute on the various devices. In the Zoom app on an iPhone, the mute button toggle is going to be at the bottom left corner of the screen. You can toggle it to mute or toggle it to unmute. On an iPad, it is at the top center of the screen. On a Windows PC, you can toggle Alt-A and it will toggle on and off. On a Mac, you can use Command-Shift-A, and that will toggle mute or unmute. Also on the Mac and PC, you can use the spacebar as a push-to-talk feature. Now, if you're calling in on a regular phone line, you can toggle by using star six, and it will do the same thing. All right, with all that out of the way, I am going to briefly turn things over to Sandhya for some announcements. I know with the holidays, we may not have quite as much going on, but uh, there's still always something to talk about and that's going on at iBug. So, Sandhya, what do you have for me? All right. Thank you, Stephen. Yes, we still have a fair amount to do. Uh, so, uh, so uh, tomorrow we still have, we'll have uh, uh, Clubhouse um, on the Clubhouse platform, iBug Mini Buzz from 5 to 6 Central Time discussing all things related to the iPhone and just like what we're doing here, but at a different time and on a different platform for one hour. 
then we will have in the evening, seven o'clock on the Zoom conference line, we'll have Mac and Talk, and we'll be discussing all things related to the Mac, whether you have one or deciding whether to get one. Uh, those That would be a great place for you to pose your questions and get some great answers. And then we have well, it's slightly different, but uh, in light of uh, Christmas Eve falling on a Friday, we will be doing our iBug Night at the Virtual Movies one day early. So it'll be on Thursday. So we'll be doing the big reveal at the halftime program. Uh, let's see what else. Just real quick announcements as far as, uh, oh, and we will also be doing a New Year's Eve celebration. So stay tuned for details on that one. Uh, this is the final iBug Buzz conference call for this year. So we will take the night off next Monday. Uh, so enjoy your toys, your Christmas presents or whatever. And uh, we will and come back and tell us all about them when we come back. Uh, so we'll be off uh, next Monday, the 27th. And then when we do come back on January 3rd, we will be moving our time. Our start time will be at 7 p.m. Central Time. So move your no longer at 7.30, starting at 7 and ending at 9 p.m. Central. Let's see. Those are the, oh, then we, for our social media, our media, we have our website is ibugtoday.org and FaceTime is facetime.com slash group slash ibugtoday. Great place to pose questions and get answers. And we also have a Twitter is at iBug today. Lots of information being tweeted out on a very regular basis. And then if you are uh, in need of assistance with your new iPhone or beginner user on your iPhone, you can participate in the iBug Jumpstart Mentoring Program and you can fill out the application for that on our website. And uh, we will match you up with one of our amazing advanced users who will help you learn and unlock the power of the iPhone. And if you are an advanced user and would like to be a part of our mentoring program, we would love for you to complete the application and to go through the you know, screening qualification process and then we will be all ready to go. So those are the announcements. I hope I think that's everything for right now, Stephen. All so right. I will hand it back to you. Sounds like it. Yep, there's still, you know, even through the holidays, we can certainly keep everybody busy. Well, thank you, Sandia. So let's give everybody a chance to introduce themselves before we start taking your questions. Just tell us who you are, where you're calling from. And remember, you will have to unmute yourself to do that. And if you're new to this call, let us know and tell us how you found out about iBug and what iOS devices you were using. And if you came in the middle of the announcements and with my introduction, uh, I'll go ahead and get it started. I'm Stephen from Austin, Texas. This is Herbie in Houston. All right. Well, Claudia Brad, I'm in Dallas. All right. Brad, and who else? Claudia in Houston. Claudia, welcome to both of you. Shelby in Baytown. Hey, Shelby, welcome. Susan from Houston. Hi there, Susan. Hi. Dana in Cincinnati. Mr. Dana, welcome, sir. Marty, Philadelphia. Hi, Marty, welcome. All right, Steve. Hi, it's Judy in Connecticut. Hi, Judy, welcome to you. Hi, thanks. Chanel in Houston. Welcome, Chanel. Ned from Texas. All right, Ned, welcome. Nancy Bend, Oregon. 
All right. Welcome, Nancy. Linda Linda and Arlene. 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 North Carolina. All right. Welcome. Okay. Anybody else that hasn't introduced themselves yet? This is Jerry from Vermont. Hey, Jerry. Welcome to you. Kathy from New Hampshire. Okay, Jody, and I mean, there's a couple others that kind of jumped in on you. Kathy from Bend. Hi, Kathy. Welcome. Hershey from Central Florida. All right. Good evening, Hershey. Good evening. This is Helene from Arizona. Hi, Helene. Welcome to you. Okay. This is Sandia from Houston. And of course, Sandia. Welcome. Chris in Texas. Chris, welcome. All right, anybody else? Okay. Freddie. Oh, go ahead, Fred. Freddie. From Galveston. All right, Freddie, welcome. Glad to have you. Elisa and Porter. All right, welcome, Elisa. Okay. Last call. Anybody that hasn't introduced themselves yet? If not, of course, we'll uh, have an opportunity to do that at the halftime show if you come in. Sorry, so. Sharon from New York. Oh, there you are. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to you. Hi, thank you. All right. Well, let's get it started and open it up for questions. Remember, there are no dumb questions, so no need to be shy. And uh, there's no pressure of going first. So who would like to go first tonight? Can you talk about reminders a little? Um, hey, can you can you identify yourself, please, first? Sorry, it's Sharon. I thought okay. I might. Okay. okay, go ahead, Sharon. Sorry, it's Sharon. Um, could you talk a little bit about reminders? Um, two things, like, is there a way to make them sort of have a sound? You know, like you, your calendar can have an alert. You know, to let you know. Is there any way to get a sound okay uh shelby go ahead yes so it's in setting sound um reminder alerts and then so i think you go to your sounds and then i believe it's reminders and then select the sound that you would like for if we're to make and then select it and then there you go. So it's under sounds and haptics? Correct. And then, then reminders. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Shelby. Anybody else? Have uh Elisa. Elisa. I never seen that in sounds and haptics. I only seen it for email and other stuff. Okay. Anybody wanna anybody else can enlighten us on that? Unless I'm looking at stuff wrong. Okay. It's okay. Shelby, I could be wrong. Okay. Too. okay. Have to look. okay. Brad, as I think uh, I heard it's Brad in there. Right. Sounds and haptics. Shelby was correct. Yeah. Alyssa, you just need to go a little bit farther down the list. It's, um, I believe it's under calendar. Uh, and actually, I believe the default sound for calendar and reminder is the same sound, though you can change them. And it opens up the same list of choices. You can make your calendar have one sound, reminders have a different sound all kinds of choices in there. Okay, great. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate that. 
And it's Sharon. Can I just ask? I have Siri set it up for me. Can you have Siri delete reminders as well? Good question. Anybody have an answer for that? You can delete reminders through Siri, right? Yeah, can you is my question. Mm -hmm. Okay. You'd like to take that one. This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Um, I was hoping the Siri user would actually be able to answer this one. Um, but I want to say you can't, but it's a very simple matter of opening the Reminders app, finding the reminder, and then flicking up or down to the delete button and double tapping, and that will remove it. So, okay. This is Shree. Shree, go ahead. You can delete with Siri. The only uh, caveat to it is you have to be very accurate. Otherwise, you have to say, you know, what is my reminder? And then you can tell it to delete that particular reminder. But you have to be very specific with Siri. Yeah, in other words, if you don't get the wording exactly right, she'll say something I, I don't understand or something like that. All right, this is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Uh, she'll say she can't find it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, she can be very finicky about that sort of thing. So that's good. Okay. This is Shree. Go ahead. So what I would do is just basically say, what are my reminders? And then it'll list the reminders. And if there's one that you find that you want to delete, just listen to it and then be specific to what she tells you. And then she'll also tell you, these are the reminders that you, she'll go down the list and then you can just say, hey, delete this one. Very good. Very good point. All right. Sharon, does that help you out? Great. Thank you so much. Dana. Uh, Mr. Dana, go ahead. Yeah, you could also ask it ask Siri to delete your reminder by saying, you know, it, uh, delete um, your reminder um, and it'll, it'll say, I can't delete, but one at a time, do you want to delete this one, this one, this one, this one? And then you, you just count which one that you want and you set, you can tell her delete uh, the second one. And it'll say, okay, it's done. Okay, so you can just say delete reminder and she'll kind of give you a, a list of it in that way. Correct. That's, okay. that's what I do sometimes, yeah. Okay, good. Well, a good list of suggestions, y'all. Thank you so much. And Sharon, thank you for your question. Very thank good you. one. All right, who would like to ask the next question? Elisa. Go ahead, Elisa. So when I make a calendar invite, sometimes it doesn't show the correct timing. It shows a different timing, like sometimes it'll show nine or 10 o'clock instead of the time that it's supposed to show. How do you fix that? Mm, good question. The calendar is, is like a maze for me. This is Nancy. Nancy, go ahead. Um, I don't have, oh, I bet I, I can't answer this because I know how to do it on the Mac, but I I don't have a lot of luck on the phone. Okay. Um, the invite though, are you sure it's not? Um, I, I, this is a wild guess on my part, but if the person you're sending it to is in a different time zone, might it be changing the calendar time to match their time zone? I, I don't know if that happens or not, but um, <clears throat> that could be part of the issue. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't think the calendar, I thought it just set it up in your time zone. And when it gets to the other person that it shows their time zone on their end, but this is Brad, Brad, there's a setting, uh, 
in, in settings for the calendar that allows you to have uh, calendar appointments automatically adjust for time. I can't okay. remember exactly how it's worded, but if you read through them, you'll find it. It's, it's not really too confusing. It's only a little confusing. So is that not a default? Uh, I'm not sure what the default is. Yeah, I can't remember when I've set mine up. I probably mine up so set mine now. up years and years yeah. ago. And every time I've ever gotten a new iPhone, I've always migrated. You know, I've always backed up my iPhone to the Mac and then restored it from an encrypted mm -hmm. backup. So when uh, the new because iPhone becomes the old iPhone. This is Elisa. Okay, go ahead, Lisa. I use Siri to do it. And whenever I use it, the people that are responding, they're in central time. And they tell me that sometimes it, it, it doesn't, um, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't match the time that it's supposed okay. to stay on there. Mm -hmm. This is Sri. Um, Sri, go ahead. So typically if you use Siri to do the calendar, if you say, if you do the remind, if you set the event in the morning and you don't specify it, it tries to determine whether it's AM or PM. So if you do it in the morning, you don't specify time, it'll probably say around eight or nine in the morning. Same thing, it applies to midday and in the evening. Now, one thing you can do, if it's not saying the right time, you can go to that calendar event and go to edit and manually change the time so that if it's supposed to be 9 p.m., but it shows 9 a.m., you can go in and change it to 9 p.m. Um, but typically, if you're going to do it through C, you want to be very specific and say, you know, appointment time at 9.30 p.m., or 9.30 a.m., just you have to specify that. Okay. All right, any other suggestions for Elisa? Okay, does that help you out, Elisa? This is Elisa, yes. Good. That helps me out, but I had another question. Bye. Okay, go ahead. So for your invite, <clears throat> inv, inv, this is Elisa, sorry. No, you, so you already your did, go ahead. For your invite, invite, invitees, how do you know if they accept your invite? Okay. Any way to tell if they can, uh, if they accept your invite? Anyone want to take that one? This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. Um, you need to go into the calendar, um, into your calendar, find the event. And when you open up the details for the event, it should show you you're under invites. And if you've been, you know, maybe you've invited one person, maybe three person, maybe five people, it will show you for each person if they've um, responded, if they've accepted, declined, mm -hmm or not responded, you know, whatever it is, it should, a voiceover should tell you. Mm -hmm. So it'll actually say declined or, you know, unread or something like that. This is Go Brad. Ahead, Brad. Says it'll say pending if they are okay. not responded or pending or something like that, but it'll say accepted, declined. Um, and if there's another option in there for, you know, suggest another time, and I'm not sure how that one responds, I, okay. but, um, yeah, you find it in there. Okay. Is that good, Elisa? This is Elisa. Thank you, everyone. That actually helps. Very good. You're welcome. Thank you for the question. All right. Next topic. New question. Who'd like to go next? This is Marty. Hey, Marty. Go ahead. Um, I just did an update to 15.2. Well, when 
it says like I, um, it says, you know, like about the update and to learn more about it, yada, yada. And then at the end, it says download, download and install. So I click on that. And when I read the screen again from up at the top, it says like one minute left or something. Mm -hmm. um, it did not install after um, it downloaded. So I got a notification like minutes later, so I knew it wasn't updating. So I went down on that screen again and it said downloaded and then it said install button. So I had to click on the install button separately to start the installation. Is there a way or is that the, the normal thing that it will download but not immediately install afterward? Alisa? Alisa, go ahead. That's the normal way because I just downloaded the 15.2 and it took it a while for it to tell me to install it also, but I just recently did it today myself. This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. I've experienced it both ways. Okay, hold, hold on one second. This Brad is, is first. Uh, Brad is first, and then Michelle, I'll get to you, okay? Go ahead, Brad. Um, okay, this is Brad. I've experienced it both ways, and I do not understand what determines the behavior of uh, install. Uh, sometimes I hit the button, and it says download, and I just put the thing on. Maybe it has to do with being on a charger, because I'll put it on a charger and just walk away and leave it. Other times, it says downloading. And just like uh, Marty said, I come back and it has downloaded and that button now says install. And I just hit that button, but I, I don't understand. I've looked at my settings um, for automatic downloads, which I usually have set to automatically download, but don't install. But if I initiate the download, sometimes it does the whole deal. And sometimes it does like Marty said, that's it. Okay. Okay, Michelle. Okay. Once okay, once your battery had to be at a higher like at fifty percent, not fifteen. I meant to say fifty percent, fifty percent of battery, to for the update to install. Once you hit the once they get to fifty percent to install the update, you hit on the right hand side the um update and it's, it's gonna say download installed button. When it says it's gonna say download in progress, preparing for update. What you wanna do is wait there. That's what I had to do. Yeah, but, that's that's a good point. This uh, is Marty. Yeah, go ahead, Marty. Yeah, uh, I I I know that because I I didn't do the installation until I had like about a sixty some percent battery because I know that it won't install below fifty percent. But I have I think like Brad said, on other occasions did install after it downloaded, but mm -hmm. this time it didn't. And before I downloaded, I had to um, enter my PIN to start that download and install process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I usually have to like go to that spot, you know, where it says preparing update or such and such time left and let it sit there. Because if I don't, it doesn't actually come and tell me, okay, you can install it now. That's the one thing I've noticed about it is that you kind of have to look for it. And then you can, you know, when you see the install button, then hit install. This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah, something else that's inconsistent, you just reminded me, is um, sometimes it pops up, you know, the uh, you got to accept the terms. Um, yeah. And, and I just, like last week, installed it on three different devices, and only one of them asked me to accept the terms. 
Hmm. So I don't know why it asked you to accept the terms, why it does it. And the one that asked me to accept the terms was not the first one I did. So no, it's not like you did it on one device, your first device, and then your iCloud, you know, synced and knew you did. No, actually it was the last one that popped up the thing and I had to hit agree. And it, it always makes you do agree twice, you know, they want to make sure you really yeah. agree. Yeah. So, um, and right now I'm doing it on a, an iPad. So we'll see what that does. And I had actually started that before this question came up. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Jim. Uh, Jim, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. One of the things that I think we're missing here is that sometimes when you do do the download for the update, it will give the option. Do you want to, you know, install now, or do you want to install later on tonight while your phone is charging? Um, so I think there is a dialogue there about that on the screen. I've seen that this several times. Shelby. Okay, not, not everybody at once. Marty, go ahead. Okay. That that I know what you're talking about, Jim. That option, that menu or dialogue was not there. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Shelby. Go ahead. Sorry about that. It's the uh, Shelby here. Um, the automatic updates. Sometimes when you have that on, sometimes it can be a little tricky because um, you have automatic, uh, automatic downloads or automatic insta installation. Don't do that because it's gonna charge. It's gonna do it overnight. You don't want to do that overnight. You know you want to do it immediately. So if you have the automatic updates turned on, I advise that you turn it off. Okay, Dana. Go ahead, Mr. Dana. Uh, yeah, uh, after uh, I updated to 15.2 a few days ago, I've noticed that my Bluetooth keyboard doesn't work as well. Does anybody know, uh, have any idea why that would be? So it's your keyboard that's not working well? Yes. What, what is it doing? Does it like uh, work for a while and then stop? Um, well, there's some functions um, that um, I can get to work, um, uh, like in messages, um, um, I can get it to, um, oh shoot, I can, I can, I can type a, a message to somebody and not send it or sometimes it won't even uh, read the message to me that um, somebody sent to me. Um, um, and before I even updated uh, to 15.2, it was working flawlessly. This is Jim. Go ahead, Jim. Yes, I can understand that because I've seen people talk about this uh, on uh, different uh, Twitter sites, um, AppleViz for one, where Braille display users are having issues with their displays, their Braille displays and the Braille keyboards on 15.2. I don't know what the answer is, uh, but some people are actually experiencing lockups with their phones and they had to, you know, restart their phones. So there is something going on. I don't know what. 
Yeah, let me add to that. Um, I'm having that same problem with the Braille display. It's a Bluetooth bug. And it basically, what it does, it freezes, it freezes your Braille display. The phone is still fine. But the only way to really get the pairing back or, you know, to reconnect, I guess, is to restart your phone. So I, I have a feeling, Dana, that this is Herbie. There, there's some issues going on with keyboards as well in the Bluetooth. Herbie, go ahead. Now, I recognize off the outset that this is, could be a pain, but it is a potential solution. Um, if you have the camera to lightning adapter for your iPhone, you could try plugging in your Bluetooth keyboard or Braille display into the USB port and plugging that into the phone and using it as a wired connection instead of Bluetooth and see if that at least for the duration of 15.2, you know, alleviates your lockup issues. Um, so that's something I would try if you have one of those lightning camera adapters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jim, Go ahead, Jim. What I was just going to ask you, Stephen, what Braille display are you using? Uh, the Braille Sense U2. But okay. I've, I've read that uh, other people are having yeah. the same problem with different displays. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, somebody Somebody said they were having trouble with their uh, Brilliant BIX20 mm -hmm. the other day. So, Yeah, it's a Bluetooth uh, issue, uh, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So any other comments before we move on to a new question? Could I just, Sharon, could I just ask a question about Go ahead, Sharon. It, it, it's 15, now, once you guys have done 15.2, I haven't yet. Are you now able to have Siri replay your voice messages? Do we know if that was fixed with 15.2? Okay, anybody want to answer that one? Siri and voice messages? Yeah, maybe too early. You may not know it, but I didn't. I haven't done it yet, and I was just wondering. Okay. Has anybody played with that yet on this particular update? I guess not. Okay, hey, Sharon, a... we'll we'll have to do some homework on that. <laughs> yeah, and I'll try it too, but I just thought I'd ask. Thanks, guys. All right. so... No problem. Thank you. Good question. All right, moving right along. A new topic, a new question. Who'd like to go next? Did you get an early Christmas iOS toy you want to brag about? I, I think I heard somebody on this call that got something, but... Toby. Um... Shelby, go ahead. I have a new iPhone 13. iPhone 13? All right. This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. So I'm going to talk about these more in depth next month, but I just got today a pair of Bose frames. Oh, wow. Okay. Can you give a brief description of what those do? So they are basically sunglasses. It's like speakers built into sunglasses. And... um. Uh, so far, I think I could like them a lot better than Aftershocks in terms of sound quality, but you wear them like glasses, and they feel like glasses. There's just, you know, like a couple buttons on the side, and like I said, I'll talk more in depth next month, and I only just got them today anyway, so. Um, but uh, they definitely seem uh, pretty cool, and they connect pretty easily to the phone, like any Bose product would, so. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, there you go. All right. Very good. Uh, this is Brad, Jim. Go, uh, Brad so, and then Jim. Go ahead, yeah, Brad. I've had a pair of Bose frames for a long time, and since they first came out, I have the Alto. And I will say, sound quality is fantastic. I've never liked them because they never have felt secure on my face. They even bought some little silicone um, 
pads to go where the little nose thing are, but they just, you know, they, they've never felt secure and I've never, mm-hmm. I, I've used them around the house or outside when I was just sitting outside, enjoying the day and listening to some stuff. The sound quality is fantastic. Good Bose quality. They've got that one button that can be used to control everything. It works flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they just mm-hmm. fit my face better, and I know they got some new models and, uh, that I don't know. You probably have one of the newer ones, so hopefully you'll feel better with them on than I did. So, yeah, so I think that's you're, an, gonna, I think you're gonna like them. Yeah, yeah. you have that Good. sensation of it's almost it feels like it's gonna fall oh, off your face, huh? Yeah, they're not tight. I mean, I wear glasses. The little earpieces don't fit tight on, you know, t- not too tight, but they don't fit snug on, you know, where they uh, go down and touch your ears. The the nose piece feels too large. That's why mm-hmm. I got the. Um, um, little silicone pads. I tried them on at a, at a demo thing one time and, uh, they had a smaller pair called Rondo. And besides the fact that my wife said they looked like where's Waldo glasses. Um, <laughs> and the, uh, they felt too small on my face and the Alto looked more like, uh, Ray-Ban Wayfarers. Oh, uh, wow. So they mm-hmm. look a little more stylish, but they just feel too big on my face. And I'm just, huh. uh, you know, I, like okay. I said, I just don't feel good wearing them out, out and about. Don't right. feel secure. Okay. Well, do we have a new topic or a new yeah, question? Uh, just one question. Go ahead, Jim. How's the mic? How's how's the microphone on them? Or do they have one? Brad, do you want to take that? Yes, they have a microphone. It it's Bose. It works very well. You can oh, okay. answer a phone call. You can talk on them, and uh, they people they do real well. You can. You know, what's really interesting uh, about the, the Bose frames is the speakers are in the little, what do you call them, the arms of the glasses. Uh, um, and they're right above your ears and they project the, sta- the sound down. You can even have them cranked up to a pretty decent volume. And people around you may hear just a little bit. It's not completely, but um, it certainly sounds a lot better than any pair of aftershocks i've ever had and wow. i even have have the, the the new some of the new ones but and when my new aftershocks when they're cranked up they've they give me this vibrating sensation in my, oh, that's yep, my tempo which is weird <laughs> um but um you know the aftershocks are certainly very light and they're very secure and sometimes i've been wearing them and i've even forgotten i had them on and i've gone through airport security before and they're plastic <laughs> so they don't set it off or anything but anyway, the, the Bose frames is a completely sound and the microphone. It's, it's a good, it's Bose. It's a good experience. Oh, cool. Yeah. This Can't is Nancy. Nancy, go ahead. I have, I have one more question on that, if that's okay. Sure. Um, so, um, Brad, do they, um, you know, the thing, the complaint I have with the aftershocks is when I'm on the plane, um, you know, if they're, if the plane is loud, you don't, it doesn't, to cancel out that noise um so if you're using the frame the bose frames does it cancel out the noise from the plane um, or this is brad, brad. go ahead uh, i don't see that i don't think using them on an airplane would be a good experience i mean okay. just like the um um the aftershocks they leave your ears are wide open and mm-hmm. i find even on an airplane even just using regular headphones is is not the best experience i found that uh my um bose qc 35 2 
are real good on the plane. I've never taken my um, uh, AirPod Max because they're very, they're, they're large and they're heavy. So I never put them in my backpack when I travel. I still use my QC35 too, because they're a lot lighter. And even when I don't use the case, they come in, but I can just fold them and they fit in my backpack and they take up less room, but they work very well on the airplane because of the noise canceling. But no, huh. I would not think that Bose frames would be the optimal experience when on an airplane. This is okay. unless, you're unless you're sitting at the gate and you haven't gone anywhere yet, then well, they might be just is... fine. Okay, uh, Jim and then Herbie, and then we need to move on to a new topic. So okay, Jim, go ahead. I really want to save this for iToys next right. month, but okay, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um, the only thing I would say about, you know, when you're flying is the best thing I've found is the earbuds that come with your iPhone, you know, that type, because, you know, the, the, the white noise on the plane is just so overwhelming and you really got to crank them up. Yeah. Uh, you know, to hear anything and I'll shut up now. All right. No problem. All right. Let's move along. Yeah. Herbie, as you said, we'll be doing that on the iToy segment so we can elaborate a little bit more next month. All right. We have a new topic or a new question. Something that's bugging you, no pun intended, or pun intended, maybe. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry? Herschel. Herschel, go ahead. Yeah. Um, does any, I did, I did I post this question on iBug um, yesterday as well, but uh, some one person did suggest one app. But does anyone know of an app that can, you know, remove vocals from the audio track? I think hmm. one person suggests is Transcribe Plus, but uh, if there's any other ones out there, I'll feel free to. So you want to do the karaoke thing there? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good question. Anybody has left the meeting. Anything of something that can take the vocals out, so you can, you know, sing it better than the artist does. I kind of like that idea. Trisha, what what did you say? What did you say that the a person suggested the other day? What was it called? Transcribe plus, I think. Transcribe um, plus. But I think that's a thirty second limit. You have to unlock the full features. I think. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering how much that costs. Was it when I tried into the app, it didn't bring up the you know you'd usually it would bring up the Apple menu. Mm -hmm. uh, not the menus and like the pay thing on the phone. If you see what I mean. Okay. Uh, it didn't do that, so I don't know. All right. Any any this suggestions, Nancy? Nancy? So um, I don't know about uh, an app, but what I do when I'm looking for instrumentation to sing with something, YouTube is a really good resource. And all you have to do is put the name of your song and say instrumental version. And sometimes you can even say what key you want it in. So I would try that. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Shelby. Shelby, uh, we can barely hear you. Can you speak up just a little bit? Garage Band. Garage Band, yeah. Marion okay. Mildred has left the meeting. Yeah, I find the interface a bit clunky in Garage it is, Band. Yeah, it is a bit clunky, but that's a good that's a good suggestion, though. It's very good with that sort of thing. Um, one thing that I've seen, like in iTunes or, you know, when you're looking for music, um, Sometimes they do have karaoke versions of popular songs. I, I, then sometimes the, the actual instrumental. So you might find them in some of the songs, but uh, YouTube, yeah, that, that's also a good source. All okay. right, final call for any other 
possible apps. It sounds like that might be the only one that we're familiar with. Maybe we can do some digging and find some more though, Gershaw. Yeah, okay. All right. Thanks for your question, though. Thank you. All right. New topic. Anybody have a new question? Dana. Dana, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have tried, to, I have a tile and I've tried to activate it. And it tells me that I need to turn on um, background app refresh in order for the tile to work. And I went to um, general and background app refresh and yes, it was off and I tapped on background app refresh to turn it on, but it did not work. Does anybody know how to turn that on? Mr. Brad. Go ahead, Brad. I think you go to on your iOS. I don't think it's under general. I think you go under privacy and then you will swipe down to the list of apps and find the tile app. And perhaps you go in there, I believe, because there's a oh. number of things that have to do with um, okay. location services and other things. And my guess would be it's in there. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right. Any other comments about that? Okay, Dana, hope that helps you out. All right, well, let's move to the next question. Someone have a new one for us. Okay, let's go to uh, Jody. Yeah, I know you haven't had a turn yet, so go ahead, Jody. Well, I just want to do a follow-up to something that we were talking about last week. Uh, okay. We were having problems with the Seeing AI app, and it uh, was glitchy going from one uh, channel to another. And I wrote an email off to Seeing AI, and they sent me back a quick response saying to turn off screen recognition, which I did. And now Seeing AI works just fine. So I put I put the screen recognition in my rotor so I can turn it on and off if I want. Excellent. All so right. if anybody's having problems with Seeing AI, make sure your screen recognition is turned off. Okay. Very good. So I, I think we even mentioned last week that they're very good with uh, giving feedback. Herbie, go ahead. I was just going to mention as a general rule, I would have screen recognition turned off by default in your settings. And then if you need it, turn it on for a specific app. So yeah, that way it point. doesn't actually ever accidentally get turned on. So that's just something yeah. I would recommend. Yeah, yeah that's a good Brad. point. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah, I was going to second what Herbie said. He beat me to it because uh, I have found that screen recognition is one of those things that works when you need it, but it causes all kinds of headaches when it's not needed. So uh, when you go into your voiceover settings and enable it, your next stop is your rotor settings and make sure you put it in there. And like Herbie said, keep it off by default. Only turn it on if you need it. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you. And Jody, thanks for bringing that up. That, that's a great update. Glad to hear that uh, they were able to get back with you and solve that problem. Okay. Uh, Nancy, I think you were right, first right. and then Marty. Go ahead, Nancy. Okay. Um, my question is, um, I've been having uh, problems with um, <clears throat> when I'm signing into an app. Um, I, I, I'm using Optive and um, it says sign in and it says continue with um, fingerprint, I think, touch ID. That's what it says. 
continue with touch ID. And um, so I touch ID, I put my finger on the, on the home button and nothing really happens. And I go back to sign in and nothing happens. Does anybody have any thoughts about, um, it, it, it seems like it says continue, but it's not, it's, there's something missing and it's, it's some, maybe something I'm doing or some. Okay, Shelby, go ahead. Okay, I noticed that too. I would type in my password and it would keep telling me that it's incorrect, even though it's not incorrect. So I'm wondering if there's a bug, like with signing into your Apple ID. Well, it's, okay. it's not even, sorry, this is Nancy. It's not my Apple ID. It's just saying, uh, do you want to continue? This is Brad. So, oh, gotcha. Okay, Brad? Uh, I think, uh, I think, is it Nancy, you're going through yeah. the set, setting up the touch ID. And when you begin the process, it has you go through, you know, touch here, touch again, touch again, touch again. And then for some reason, it's like now wants to run the, the sequence a second time and there is a continue button. So you hit continue and your voiceover should be telling you, you know, place your finger. Place your finger, and went, and I always found that I move my finger around to the side, to the other side, to the tip, and I do all kinds of different positions of my 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 same finger on the Touch ID button. But that's what it should be doing. So it makes me think that you did not complete the process, and that's why it's not working for you. I would go back into your settings, Touch ID and passcode, and. Uh, you flick down and you should find where there's a place to set up a finger. It may, I can't remember what exactly it says, but if you've already got one, it'll say set up a num another finger and it'll have finger number one, you know, if you've got one already set up. So you might go check that this, and see. This okay. is Nancy. Nancy. Okay, Nancy Wait. first. Go ahead, Nancy. Um, I'm not having trouble with it except in this app. It's, I mean, even tonight when I paid somebody with um, Apple Pay, I used my Touch ID and it worked just fine. So it, it's, it's set up. It's just that in this particular okay. app, it's, hmm. yeah. So I don't know. This is, anyway. this is Marty. Go ahead, Marty. Um, what it may be, Nancy, because I had a similar problem with Express Scripts. Some apps, well, actually, I think they all do. You have to actually go to, there's a switch, it says like um, enable touch ID and you have to enable it within the app okay. for the touch ID to work. Okay, go ahead. This Nancy. is Nancy. Is, Marty, is that in settings where I find that? No, it's in, it's in the app itself. Um, it, like in other words, when, when it asks you for your touch ID, you have to, I think it's in settings within the app. Okay, and I'll look for that. There's like a, a, I forget what, because every app, I think it's different, but it says enable touch ID and you have to actually uh, enable it. And then when you go back to do it, it, it should work for you. Thank you. I'll look for that. This is Nancy. Sorry about yeah. that. No problem. Okay. Anything else on that one? On the touch ID. Okay, 
Marty, I think you had a question uh, earlier. It's your turn. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm in PayPal. And so I go to the amount field. And in this particular case, I wanted to pay $22. It was dues. So I put my 2-2 two -two in. And then it had it as 220. So then I went to the, oh, that's what I did. I went because if I just, when it, you know, when I double tap to do the edit, if I just type in 22, it, it would be like 0 0.20, like 22 cents. So I think I flicked either up to the first or down. I, I flicked to the first position, put in 22, and then it, it thought I wanted to pay 220. So that like the zero. So are, are there any suggestions to do this like easily and correctly? This what is I'm doing? I'll go ahead, Shree. I think if you, Marty, if you just do two, two and put the decimal, then it'll be fine. I think what you're that doing is when you put two, two, it thinks it's starting with 0 0.00 and every number you're hitting, it's going through the right. cycle, but uh, I would just, I always just put a decimal. So where is that? Because it's, you know how it's a number thing. Where is that decimal? Is it to I the think left it's in of the zero or? This is Jim. Uh, Shree, did you have a response or no? I, I believe it's in the bottom right. Okay, Jim? I thought it was, and I may be confusing this with other apps that uh, I use to pay on the phone, but uh, I thought it was on the bottom left. Um, and you could just hit that two, two. It's laid out like the phone keypad okay if you do an explorer by touch uh you may see that it's laid out like the telephone keypad and if you go two two and then go all the way down below the seven i thought i think the decimal points there and then you can put in your uh zero zero after that well i think the zero zero is already in there it's like but it's like um, zero zero or zero dot zero zero. That's how the field initially is when it's like cleared out. Mm -hmm. Okay, oh. uh, Shelby. I believe I heard you in there. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, if it's if it's in keyboard layout, you need to press your period. And if it's in the, if it's as a number, I believe it's to the left of the delete button. Okay. Okay, Brad. It's a number pad, like Jim is saying in Shree, and yeah. um, it's not a keyboard layout in PayPal. Right. Because it's just numbers, and I believe when you start out, the uh, edit field is is empty. There's nothing in it except maybe a dollar sign, and mm -hmm. it's like Jim said, you got to hit the number like two two, then you got to hit the decimal, and I can't remember if you then have to add zero zero, even if there are no cents. Um, but yes, you got to hit a decimal, um, and, and that should do it for you. Okay. Any other suggestions? All right, Marty, I hope that helps you out. Give that a try. And moving right along, who has the next question? New topic. We are less than 10 minutes away from the halftime show, so we've got time for a couple, maybe three more, depending on how quick we are. 
I'm sorry, I can barely hear you. This is Sonia. There you go, Sonia. Uh, go just to, I checked out uh, the PayPal. So all I did was I did 2200. I, I didn't find a decimal point. I was like, you three had thought there was one. Anyway, I don't know if I missed it, but if you just put 2200 and then it'll say $22. Hmm. Not 2200. See, that would no, be my it fear. Says, it clearly <laughs> says $22. Okay. So maybe you don't have to, because I always thought the, the period. So I'm assuming, because I don't use Apple Pay. So the period is different from an actual decimal point on the, num, uh, the number pad. This is Shree. Shree. So can you verify if it's when you went to the blank screen, did it say it's said dot zero zero? And I'm thinking that's probably why it's starting from the you know, what is it, the uh, point, I'm, I'm trying to remember my math here, is that the 10th or the? What's up? Okay, this is Sunday. Ahead, when Sonia. I started typing in the number, it said two cents, <laughs> then it said 22 cents. Right, 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 that's what I meant. I put two so, zeros, then it made a $22. This oh, is Herbie. It expands. Herbie, go ahead. Yeah, PayPal is that way where you just type in, the, it used to be a long time ago, you'd have to use the period, but no matter where you're using PayPal, it kind of does the uh, same thing, no matter what, with the, um, <clears throat> So if you were wanting to do cents, you know, $200 and five cents, for instance, you would do 205 and that should recognize it as $200 and five cents. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Chris. Very Chris. good. Uh, Chris, yeah. go ahead. Can you use a handwriting option in the rotor for the hmm. period? Uh, you're going to have the girls. Okay. Okay. We've got some, with a um, question. Okay. Hang on one second. Okay, sorry, we muted everybody. Remember everybody, please stay on mute if you're not speaking and try to minimize your background noise. Okay, Stephen, you should hopefully- I think I'm unmuted. There you are, there you yep. are, good. Okay, so uh, Chris was asking if there's a, if, if the handwriting in the rotor would be a good option. Is there, do anybody have an answer for that? Okay, not sure about that. Chris, that's a good question though. This is Shree. Yeah, that's right, Shree. I'm going to guess it probably works because I've definitely used numbers in other places with handwriting. So I'm going to guess it's going to work because it's just looking, you know, you do have that uh, number keyboard popped up. So I'm going to assume it's going to accept handwriting. Okay. Never tried it, but I'm going to assume. Brad? Yeah, I don't know about handwriting, but I just opened it up and took a look at it. Sonia's right. It, 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 I haven't paid attention to it. I don't use it that often. But when you first open it up and go to pay, it says dollar sign 0, 0.00. And when you start typing in, like I typed in 22 and it filled in the cents and it still said dollar sign 0. 0.22. And there is no decimal point. So you just type them all in. Okay. And then uh, to the right of the zero is a backspace key. So if you make a mistake, you can back out of it. Okay. And then mm -hmm. that's what it does. Like most things, it, it just kind of expands the yeah. denomination as you type, it sounds like. Okay. Right. Very good. Well, I think, uh, Marty, I hope that helps you out there and some good suggestions. All right. So we have a few minutes left before we get the midway point. We have a new topic. New question. Yeah. It's Nikki. Shelby, real oh. quick. Uh, Nikki, did I hear Nikki? Yeah, but I'll wait. Well, go ahead, Nikki. You haven't had a turn yet, so I want to give it to somebody that hasn't had a turn yet. So go right ahead with your question, Shelby. I'll get to you okay. next, okay? Um, okay. Ahead, I I don't use Jaws or VoiceOver, but I'm wondering if 
when you go to put in a calendar item, if you want to change it, uh, not a calendar item, an alarm, if you want to change it, do you have to hit edit? Because what I discovered with the 15.2, and I discovered it by accident, you don't have to hit edit anymore. You just go straight to whatever the alarm is and you can edit it. Um, but I'm not exactly sure how that works on, on uh, voiceover. So you can okay. try it out. Maybe it works for you guys as well. Okay. Does anybody have any experience with that? Hitting edit Brad? to change it? Brad? You're talking about alarms or calendar because yeah. they're different. No, I'm sorry. No, the alarm, the alarm, because I alarm. use the alarms a lot. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Um, um, I've always, I've got a couple of them set up and I go in there and I, there's an edit button in the, the top field. I've never tried to change it without, X, you know, hitting, selecting the edit button. Okay, well, try it now because it works on my phone when I'm, when I'm not using the voiceover. It works on my phone. I could just go straight into the alarm and change it. And it happened by accident because my finger touched it. And I thought, oh, wow, this is really neat because it eliminates a step. So hmm. hopefully it will for you too. Thank you. Okay. It's Shelby. That's great. I just tried. Shelby, hold on, Shelby. Up. Shelby, hold on. You need to be, wait to be recognized first, please. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead with your question. I apologize. That's fine. Um, this show, I'm sorry about that. I'm so rude. Um, I just tried that, Nikki, and it worked perfect. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, okay. it, I can confirm that it works. Great. Okay, great. Thank this, you, Nikki. This is Jerry. That's this great. Is Jerry, Jerry from, go ahead, Jerry. From Vermont, sir. Um, uh, <clears throat> what I found is I use the, uh, the sleep function a lot um, at, uh, on my, because I, we have varying schedules. Uh, with you know driving the grandbabies and all that i believe when i when i go on the uh the sleep uh the, for the alarms and the sleep uh focus um i can i can go without hitting the edit button um and and change them so i would corroborate that you know that's that brad. story okay brad yeah i just opened it looked at it what it is is when i put my when I touch one of the uh, alarms I've got set and put voiceover focus on it, I can then flick up or down. It's like my actions rotor and the choices are, you know, activate, edit, delete three things. And so, yeah, it saves you hitting that edit button, but it's the same thing. You flick up to edit, boom, you're in edit for that alarm. This is nice. Herbie. Okay. Herbie, go ahead. I think we've had this functionality in alarms for quite a while now to be able to swipe up to edit and delete and all that. I think I do believe we've had that for quite a few iOSs actually. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. So I just want to clearly understand when you use, when you're not on voiceover versus voiceover, because what it sounds to me like it doesn't just touch and work. It looks like what Brad is explaining is that you have to actually touch and then flick up to go through the action item to get the edit. But maybe without voiceover, you're touching, are you getting the edit automatically? Are you asking Nikki? Yeah, go ahead, Nikki. Yes. Yes. Um, um, yeah, because when I was trying, I was going to edit something because I have alarms all over the place. And, and my finger hit the one that I was going to edit before I got to the edit button and it went right into it. And I thought, whoa. So then I tried it again. And it works either way, either hit the edit button first or just hit that. And this was uh, something that was not in 15.1, but it is in 15.2. Okay. 
or at least I don't think it was in 15.1. I didn't notice it at that point, but yeah. All right. Very good. Well, with that, we are Thank just you. about to the halfway point. Thank you, Nikki. That's a good question. So, uh, Sandhya, I guess it's time for me to turn things over to you for the halftime show, and then we got some other cool things coming up along with more questions. So take it oh, away, Sandhya. Right. Thank you, Stephen. What a wonderful, lots of questions and answers and flying through there. Okay. So this is when we will give everybody a chance who did get to say hello the first time to please say your name and where you're from. Jim Hi. from Virginia. Hi, Jim. Welcome. Shri, welcome. Thank you. Nikki from San Francisco. Nikki, welcome. Priscilla from Arlington. Hello, Miss Priscilla. How you doing, Donna? Good, good. Anybody else? This is Isaac in Temple, Texas. Hey, Isaac, welcome to you. This is Terry from Arlington Heights, Illinois. Why hey, do we always Terry have is? these things happen up when I can't get to the phone? Okay. <laughs> All right. Murphy's Welcome. Law. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Who else? This is Dee from Southern Illinois. There you are. Welcome to you, Dee. Thank you. Anybody else? Greg Kathy from, from Central Texas. All right. Oops. Kathy and Greg, welcome to you both. Glad to have you. Anybody else? Michael in Houston. Yes, good evening, sir. All right, anybody else? Okay. So just, I know we uh, had our main announcements, just reminding people though, that we will not have a meeting next Monday night. So we're off tomorrow, next Monday, the 27th. And when we start back on January 3rd, we will start at 7 p.m. And you'll be getting other email notifications to this effect, but just letting you know. All right. So with that, we are at the iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. And well, like I said, because in light of the holiday, in light of Christmas Eve, we are not going to have a movie on that night. It will be on Thursday instead. That will be December 23rd, this Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time. And with those, I don't know, super duper clues is super duper Mr. iBug guy himself. Are you there, sir? Yes, I am here. All right. I don't I don't have any cool walk-up music tonight. Oh, thank God. Oh, wait I mean, minute, no, so wait sorry a minute, to hear my that. My producer is whispering in my ear here. What? What? <laughs> Sing something. Oh, apparently so. Oh my. <laughs> I guess. Oh my. Everybody can have their illusions. Right? <laughs> I like the cat's one better. Okay, go on, please. <laughs> All right. Yes, we are ready now for. <laughs> okay, very good. You All right. Start yodeling or something. Okay, five great clues. And I plan to use all five of them tonight. Uh -huh. I may intentionally made them where they are. Uh, what's that Panini lady's name? Proof. So. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, steamy. That's right. 
All right, all right. Please. Clue number one. Oh, by the way, did you talk about the weekend? Oh, I know. I forgot. I was just, you just reminded me. So we had an awesome Apple workshop. It was our holiday edition. And we had our Apple News. And then we had a skit by Chris and Brad. We had a song by Terry Ann. We had a song by Nancy. We had all kinds of talent. And uh, we had, a, we just had a nice, we had to play trivia. We had named that tune. Herbie did that and we did trivia games. So it was a lot of fun and it is posted. Our lovely volunteer went up and it is available to review if you missed it. So I uh, encourage you to check it out. Hope it's fun listening because it was fun when we were there. All right. With that now back to you, sir. Most definitely. Yeah, definitely. Check that out. If you didn't get a chance to be there in person or if you want to go back and listen to it again all right let's get going and remember the rules say your name please no yelling out ever the, ans the answers or the non-answers okay here we go with clue number one our film this okay, week hold on. is i hear creaking or something is ringing okay hold on one second that's not me. I think it's your bones or something. Okay. All right. Go. Come back in. All right. I think those are... Okay. It's quiet now. Okay. I'm back. All right. Now we're going to have a quick, quick, quick double tap or whatever to unmute, control, okay. alt, C, can, and whatever. They can, they can figure it out. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So clue number one, base, our story to this week is... <clears throat> sorry. Excuse you. Our story tonight. I didn't do my uh, voice warm up drills before I came on. So yeah. <laughs> oh, please, God. We can tell. Well, <laughs> Your voice our, exercises. <laughs> yes, our our story tonight. Or no, our story. No our story. Our film this week is based on a humorist's humorous humorous apostrophe s memories growing up in the 1940s oh no chris oh my god this is jerry chris is banned for one clue <laughs> we're not letting anybody get it on the first clue. go ahead jerry uh a christmas story oh my gosh well, was that what you were going to say, Chris? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's well, what I, this is Nancy. That's what I was going to say, because it's the BB gun, right? Yeah. You were, bo you were both, both, both almost oh. correct. Uh, I knew it was going to do that. This is Shree. Shree. Scrooged. Scrooged. Not this week. Nikki. Nikki, go ahead. Uh, what is it? A Child's Christmas in Wales by Dylan Thomas. Oh, my gosh. How did you get that? that is, <laughs> I've never even heard of that one. All right. Let's try anyway. All right. Let's go on to clue two. Wait. <laughs> there is a real knowledge of human human come on talk to me Na human nature beneath the comedy 
Wait, can you say that again? There, I don't think so. There is a real knowledge <laughs> of human nature beneath the comedy. Hmm. This is Jim. Jim. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. and What a nightmare that was. I'm dreaming of... By Bing Crosby? Yeah, that. That one... No, we thought about that one, but we can't play that one. Actually, the name of that movie is Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn, yes. All right. Any other guesses for clue this number is, two? This is Ned. Nikki. Go ahead, Ned, then Nikki. Is this the Christmas story about Truman Capote? Uh, it might be, and it might not. No, it's not. I don't think so. All right, Nikki. The Grinch, or whatever that one that has the uh, Carrie in it, Jim Carrey. Oh, the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah. Right. That would be a good guess, but that's not it either. All right, okay. moving on to clue number three. After running out of victims, the bully beats up on his loyal sidekick. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, okay, move on. I think you're going to get him. All right. Nancy. All right, Nancy. Is it a Charlie Brown's Christmas? A Charlie Brown Christmas would be a good guess, too, but it's not a feature-length film. Oh, sure. This is, this is Marty. Marty! A Christmas Vacation, the National Lampoon. All right, Marty! Way to go! Not it. Oh, you're such a tease. Nikki? Nikki? Uh, Nikki. Confidence. I'm done. No, wait a minute. Truman, That's not in the 1940s. Okay, keep going. Okay, I hold. said the humorists had memories of the 40s. All right, let's go. Uh, okay, Truman Capote wrote another story, but it's called The Christmas Memory, but I don't remember a bully being in it. But All right, keep is going. It, is okay, it possibly next. that one? No, okay. It no. is possibly not. Okay, next okay. clue. Clue next. number four. Our... No. Gun control warnings by the majority party seem to keep coming up. This is Shree. Shree! Is it Austin Powers? Austin Powers is not a Christmas movie that I'm aware of, or a holiday movie. Um, All right, last clue, fifth and final clue. A bar of soap is used as a cleansing agent. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, specifically, I still think he's this is Jim. I still think he's going with a Christmas story, a Christmas story. Jim and Chris. 
Wanted to read the all them clues. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> they got it on the very first clue. But I hey. was like, I wish I could read that more time. Because oh Eddie was going to do yeah, it. She, she, I was going to say, boom, it, boom, it had to have the BB away. gun. <laughs> I, I got it too. This is Jerry. Oh, Jerry, uh, yes. Yeah, Jerry, he got said it. Jerry was, yeah, Jerry he was said, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Wow. What was the point all of right. that? <laughs> just wanted to go through the clues. Nybug have the money to afford all these prizes. You're going to have yeah, to get through I all these winners. So. Yeah, right. so we have prize. three winners tonight, but unfortunately we only have how many prizes do we have, Johnny? We have three. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. I just Virtually, you can have all you want. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, can, we okay. can buy one extra prize. Okay. The first, Are we ready the to first go? prize is a is a hole okay. to stick your tongue on. Are we ready to go? Yes. Okay. So for our first winner, Jerry, you will have your, of course, your Red Rider BB gun. Oh, that. There you go. Yes, and don't be care. Be careful. You would might shoot your eye out, right? So I actually have out. one. I uh, have you already one have my one. Bed. Well, then yes, you can I do. turn it in. And I, then I, you I can give it to me. All right. It to you, Nancy. And, That's right. Then, <laughs> then moving on for our second and third people. Uh, that was who? Jim and Chris. Chris. They will get. They will get what? They will get a flagpole. In, it will be a frozen <laughs> flagpole in the color yeah. of iBug colors. And therefore, you can go and freeze your tongue to the flagpole. And we are not responsible if you get injured or anyway. You know, so, okay. Uh, I, I thought you would give I'll take the that. leg lamp. Huh? I'll take the Chinese yes. dust. I thought you would give the leg lamp out. Oh, no, sorry. You get to fly. That, yeah, that got broken and buried in the yard. All right. So with yeah. this, you will be joining us for our movie. We'll be on Thursday. Thank you, Mr. McCulloch, for those lovely clues that were not we'll so lovely. We'll be on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Eve. Okay. All right. With that, we are going to thank you all for participating. And now we're going to go to... Oh, Mr. <laughs> See you guys Thursday. Hey. Oh, please say good night, Mr. McCullough. Good night, Mr. McCullough, wherever oh. you are. Okay, good. Don't, don't okay. shoot your eye out. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So also, well, just while I plug our, our program, I definitely encourage you to check it out. There's a lot of talent, a lot of little humorous, the skit, and the talent exhibited by our singers. So go back and check it out. They put a lot of work into it. Okay, so now we're going to have our iBug segment, uh, iBug Bites segment, which is a five-minute tip. Then we'll have a few questions. And then again at 9 o'clock, we have our iToy segment. And then whatever time remaining, we'll be having questions. So we've got a busy meeting today because we're kind of consolidating our third and fourth meetings. All right. So with that, we will have Stephen. Stephen, are you there? You are muted if you are speaking. Hmm. Okay. How about there now? you are. There you well, are. There you it, are. All it right. It showed Go. I was unmuted, but obviously it's lying. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know. All right. All right. So here we go. Our iBug bite tonight. Um, one of the things that came in the iOS 15.2 update is a little feature called 
app privacy report. And what this does is it shows how the apps that we use are using the permissions that you've given them to access your data. Of course, in some previous versions, you know, they've made it where you can limit or expand, I guess, <laughs> how much tracking and information that these sites or apps gather on you. And it, uh, this, is, this report basically shows how these apps are using those permissions, whether it's like your microphone, your location, things like that. And it gives you a breakdown of each app's activity, as well as uh, domains that you might frequently contact. It also displays information collected over the last seven days. That's, that's kind of how they track it. There are four sections, and obviously, since this is an overview, we're not going to go over all these. This is just going to kind of tell you a little bit. But the four sections that they use are data and sensor access, app network activity, most network activity, and the most contacted domains. So the way you find this is you go into settings, and then you go into privacy. Now, once there, you're going to have to swipe to the right a good ways. And when you come to Apple advertising, it's the one right after that. It's called App Privacy Report. So you have to kind of swipe to the right a bit in order to get to it. But once you were there, you click on that. And I have done that just uh, already. So I'm already in the App Privacy Report. So let's see what we have here at the very top here. Privacy, back button. App Privacy Report, heading. Okay, I'm swiping to the right. There's the heading. Privacy, back button. No, it just skipped away here. App, app privacy Try report. Again. App privacy report shows how often apps use the permission you've granted to access your data, like your location or microphone. It also includes a breakdown of each app's network activity, <laughs> website network activity, and the most frequently contacted domains. Learn more, link. All right, so basically it said what I just told you, but there is a learn more link. And if you click on that, uh, it's going to give you a whole lot more information, way more than we have time for. So... Let's go ahead and we, you can explore that kind of on your own. So I'm going to swipe to the right again. Here we go. Turn on app privacy report. Button. All right. Turn on app privacy report. Now, I played with this a little earlier. It was the first time I've used it. But if you have not turned it on before, if you swipe to the right. Turn on app privacy report. It's, it's not going to give you anything. So you'll need to turn this on. So I'm going to double tap and turn it on and let's see what we got. App privacy report records, data, and sensor access, app and website network activity, and the most frequently contacted domains. Learn more. Link. Okay, so it's giving me that. Now I'm going to swipe to the right again here. Report information will appear here as apps are used. Dimmed. Okay, it's dimmed. Turn off app privacy report. Turn off All app right, privacy. So it says turn off app privacy report. So how do we find out, you know, well, does this thing even work? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to back out of this, go back to my home screen, and I'm just going to click on an app and kind of play around with it for a minute. And then I'm going to come back and see if it has tracked anything. So I'm going to go back to my home screen here. Wallet. Entertainment folder, tools folder. All right, let's apps. go into, oh, what the heck. Let's go into Facebook since we always like to, you know, kick Facebook around for privacy and things like that. Let's see what happens on Facebook. Mail, no, Facebook. Facebook, profile picture, button. All right, I'm just going to, Leave it here for a second, maybe swipe around Create here and give it a few seconds to see if it will report anything. Photo slash video. And then I'll go back to the app privacy report. Create a reel button. Create room button. 
post in a group, create live video button. All right, so I'm gonna back out of Facebook and I'm gonna go back to the app privacy report Facebook. in the settings where we were. Utilities folder, 10 apps. I have it in my utilities folder. Settings. Settings, privacy, back button. All right, so it still has me in the privacy aspect here. App privacy report. And the app Heading. privacy report. Share button. App privacy report records. These apps access your app network activity. Heading. Okay, so let's see if we have some activity after what I just did in Facebook. Facebook, one button. Yep, it sure did. It didn't show that before, but because I went to Facebook and was in it for a little bit, I come back and it does show that there was some activity here. Phone, one button. Okay, it shows that I had some phone activity a little earlier. No, I wasn't talking while I was doing iBugs on you. Don't worry. These apps contacted domains in the past seven days. Okay, so it's shown that it has contacted domains in the last seven days. So let's see, if I click on phone, let me just do that because I'm kind of curious what phone one, what activity phone. did it pick up here? Phone. Let's see. Domains here. contacted directly by app. Heading gateway.icloud.com. One button. Okay, so it had some contact with my iCloud, the, the gateway. Gateway.icloud.com. And that's it. Um, let's click on that and see what we get. Domain, gateway.icloud.com. If multiple apps or websites contact a domain, it could indicate the domain is combining your activity into a profile. Learn more, link. Apps that contacted this domain, heading. Phone, 12 slash 20 slash 21, 849 PM. Domain, gateway.icloud.com. If multiple app, phone, phone. Okay, so that's basically what it is. So, Initially, I, and some of this, to be honest, I don't understand, and some of you may have more expertise in this of what, what that actually means, but essentially, this basically gives you a report of what your apps are tracking and the data and what domains they're contacting and networks and so forth. So it's just another, another avenue we can explore if we want to really get in and find out you know, who's tracking us and why. So that is our iBug Byte, Sandhya. Awesome. That is very important. Uh, I think I was a big feature in iOS 15. And uh, so we do want to know what, you know, we have a lot more uh, power. So that's, that's definitely good, good use there of that app feature. Uh, anybody have any questions for Steven? This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. So I, this is a good one. Thank you, Steven. Uh, I just want to make a comment. You know, one of the places that I go a lot is Best Buy and I looked at it today. And it had 23 different links that it redirected me to outside Best Buy. Ooh. Okay. So yeah, that's kind of so, what I'm thinking is that it's, it's, it's showing you, you know, where they're picking up on that don't even have to do with what you're doing in the app. In absolutely. Other words. It's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for anybody else. Any other questions? This is Nikki. Go ahead, Nikki. Um, I've noticed lately that if I look up something on Amazon, um, sometimes within 90 minutes, I will get an email from Amazon showing me more of the same kind of stuff, which I don't need, I don't want, and I think that's an invasion of privacy. I'm not sure. Um, shouldn't we have, I mean, if, if we're going to look at something we're interested, we can, look at, we can look at it further, but I don't think we need emails about the kind of stuff we were looking at sent to us unsolicited. This is Go ahead, yeah. Herbie. So, Nikki, what you're talking about actually is something totally different. Um, 
So if you're looking at something in Amazon and then they email you, that's an insight, you know, thing that they're telling you. They're seeing what you're looking at on their site where and they want to, you know, sell you more things. And that's, you know, that's just normal site traffic. But what this app privacy thing is, it's trying to tell you where apps are directing you, like what outside resources are they tapping into. So that's a little bit um, different. Yeah. So that's what this app privacy thing is. Okay. Trying no, to I share, understand but that, but the other stuff really pisses me off. So thank you very much. Though. You bet. Yep. Yeah. And that, of course, is where, you know, you can go into the settings and, you know, that's where we, they have had the features where you can limit where they where they track you, or at least they say you can. How well does that actually work? I don't know. <laughs> this you. is Nancy. Nancy, go ahead. I just wanted to say, Stephen, I thought you did a really great job facilitating this evening. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Merry Christmas, that, everybody. Merry Christmas to you. Okay. Any other questions for Stephen? Or we are moving on. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Stephen. Absolutely. Uh, bad bites. Okay. So in the few minutes we have before the nine o'clock hour, anybody have any, anybody who didn't have a turn in the first half? We would love to hear from you if you didn't get a chance to ask a question. Anybody? This is this is Marty. Uh, yeah, hang on, Marty. Let's just make sure there's nobody else that didn't get to sure. ask already. Okay. You had a couple of turns, but that's okay. You make we yeah. may come back. Anybody else that didn't get to ask? Really want to give everybody a chance. Hey, Shelby, I didn't get a chance to ask a question. Okay, go ahead. Sorry about that. Um, I've noticed that in the Apple ID, I would type in my Apple ID password and I know my password, but it keeps telling me that it's incorrect and I never changed it. Okay. Is there any like, is there, is there a bug or is there something going on because I never, I haven't changed my password and it's telling me the password you've entered is incorrect. Okay. Anybody have any suggestions for Shelby as to why her Apple ID password is not working? Anybody? Hmm. That's a... This is Shri. Yep. Go ahead. I have not experienced where um, I'm getting that error message. Um, I'm going to guess that 99.99% .99 of the time we are entering it incorrectly um but you know you're saying you're entering it correctly uh, do you know if uh, uh do you know if you have like caps on or something it shall be yes i have a cap um i'll just need to go and double check um I have it written down somewhere in print. I'll go. I'll go see and uh, see. Um, you know how it's written because I have it written down in my my in my keychain. But I think what I did wrong was I think I put it in Amazon instead of my Apple. So I think that's why it's it keeps not recognizing it as my Apple ID password. This is Shri. Yes, sir. One thing I would suggest you do also is if you know your password for your Apple ID is 10 characters long or whatever the character length is, when you enter the password, flick left and then flick right, it'll tell you how many characters there are. 
And if you know that that character count is off, then you definitely know you got the wrong password. This is Herbie. All right, Herbie. One other thing I want to mention, too, is make sure you don't ever mix up your Apple ID with your phone passcode. Um, because they are also, so like, you know, um, if you're trying to use a keychain, for instance, to sign into your Amazon, you know, you would type in your phone's passcode, not your actual Apple ID password. That is just strictly for like your actual iCloud account. So just, I thought of that when you mentioned you were getting confused with Amazon. So, you know, just make sure you remember that too, that that password is only for your actual iCloud account and not, you know, for anything else. All right. Okay. Any anything else? Okay, Shelby. We hope that will help resolve that. It's pretty frustrating. I'm sure. Okay. Thank you all. Happy. All right. uh, thank. Happy Merry uh, Christmas uh, and Happy New okay. Year. Okay. Thank you. All right, Marty. We might have a um, real quick question. Or yeah. Uh -huh. in, in in the in the since fifteen point two, in the status bar, have they changed that because? In the upper right hand corner where you would get your battery status, it says now video conference um, in progress or something. And to get to my battery, I have to swipe, I think, um, to the right like four or five times. Um, it, it's no longer in the upper right. It, that video conference in progress is now in the upper right-hand corner. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Yeah, so basically, uh, if you have your camera or your microphone on, it's going to let you know that that particular part is being turned on just so that you are aware. And that's why it's showing up on the status bar on the right-hand side. All okay, right. so the only way to get the battery is to swipe, I guess, or... or you know, could I, if I turned those off, would they not appear in the status bar? This is Shree. So if you, if you don't, if you're not running, like for obviously for Zoom, the camera is enabled. That's why it's letting you know that the camera and the microphone is enabled. And if you're not using it, then you should see the battery on the, on the top right. Okay. And I hear the clocks and hopefully we will, uh, that, that will help you out, Marty. And now we're going to move to the iToy segment. And then uh, remember, whatever time remaining after the segment, we will go back to answering questions. So, all right, Herbie, are you there? I am. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's iToy segment. Uh, I'm going to talk you about it. a little warbly, though. I'm not sure. A little warbly. Uh oh. A little bit warbly. Okay. Do I sound warbly now? Yeah, it's a little better, I guess. Okay, go ahead. That's kind of weird, but okay, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. So um, anyway, hopefully I sound a little bit better. So I'm going to talk about an interesting uh, product that I got recently, the Beats Pill Speaker. And this is about $179, and it's not a bad speaker. It's not a good speaker either, but um, we're going to go into that. So first of all, I want to describe what it looks like. It actually does look like a pill, but it has flat sides. So like the speaker part and the back part are very like rounded. Um, 
on the front side is your speaker on the back are two like little plastic doors the first one is for your charger i think the second one is for like if you want to hook it up to your computer i've not actually really tried it in that context um it uses though the uh, standard apple lightning charger to uh, charge so that uh, can really make things easy so it um does that on the top going from left to right you've got a power button then you've got a play pause button and it is also your bluetooth reset button and then two volume buttons on the far right, lower, and louder. Um, and then on the front is the speaker itself. This thing is pretty long. I'd say it's a good oh, foot or so long, actually. So, And it is a little bit on the heavy side. I think that, um, you know, the one disadvantage with it is it could have a lot more bass than it does. But the one thing I do like is, um, compared to the Bose, is I feel like um, it actually does have a little bit better stereo separation um, than the uh, Bose does, which is probably, you know, largely due to its length as well, because it's, you know, like I said, it's more spread out than, like, the Bose speaker is. So whereas, like, your Bose speaker is more tall, this one is more squatter and flatter. Um... I had originally gotten it because I thought it paired in the cloud the way other Beats stuff does. And I wanted to be able to have a nice speaker that I could transition between the Mac and the phone. That turned out not quite to be the case. Um, there is kind of some cloud connectivity, but it's a little bit interesting. And I've not fully, it looks like the, it, still, it remembers like your previous devices. And they can kind of fight for um, which one is connected one at a time. But I've not been able to use it like I can, like AirPods or, like I said, other Beats headphones that I have in terms of just switching in the cloud. I actually have to put it into Bluetooth pairing mode and then connect that way. There is also an app for it. And it's the, I'm not really going to describe the app much because it's kind of less than useful. Um... There is a way to register the product with the app, but you have to know the serial number. And um, I've just not gotten around to having somebody, you know, try to read me that or anything like that. The other thing I was kind of looking forward to, and I've so far not really gotten it to work, is it was supposed to have support for uh, Dolby Atmos, at least according to the Apple website. But uh, and I was thinking, oh, cool, a speaker that could... Uh, support that but uh, so far i've not gotten that to work either um i have gotten it to work in other beats headphones in a very limited capacity with certain apple music tracks but that's about it okay so that is the beats spill P uh, beats pill speaker it is the only speaker that beats has you can find it on the Apple Store, like I said, it's about $179. But now I'm actually gonna show you what it is like. So I do have it connected to my phone right now. And um, there are some things that I really do like about that. Oh, and yes, you can also use it to, you know, answer and hang up like phone calls and whatnot as well. So I'm going to turn it on 
and I'm going to position it so you can actually hear it very clearly. So we heard two sounds there, a little bit obnoxious. The first one was telling us that it was powering on. And then the didn't sound tells us that it's actually connected to a device. So that does come in handy. Um, now, first thing that's really nice here with the phone. The speech is still coming through the phone itself instead of the actual speaker. I probably could change the, the audio destination, but um, the thing that, like I said, that really comes in handy because now you don't have to have your voiceover blaring through the speaker. It's just coming through the phone. Now, it does handle the connect this a little bit better than Bose does. Bose sometimes likes to kind of fight with the volume level, like it have something starting up for instance, on the Bose, and my voiceover will get louder. This one seems to be a little bit more cooperative in uh, not doing that compared to the Bose speaker. So why don't we hear what it sounds like? And um, I've picked a very interesting song for us to hear. Here we go. You want to ask Mr. Mistopheles? The original conjuring cat. Actually, kind of does fight. The greatest magicians have something to learn from Mr. Mistopheles' conjuring turn. And we all say, oh, well, I never was there ever. A cat so clever as magical Mr. Mistopheles. Okay. You get the idea there. And I can use my play pause button. Um, it looks like, um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. That gives you an idea of what it yes, sounds like. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> and yes, I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't resist using that song as a demonstration. But uh, um, anyway, yeah, I guess No VoiceOver actually did that time raise its volume when the uh, song started playing. I thought it didn't do that, but okay, I guess it does, so. Um, but what is nice is when it's connected, there is no lag with the phone, so that is a plus. And um, that's it in a nutshell. Um, it, it does give you verbal warnings when the battery is about to die. Um, you know, makes a lot of noises and takes about a couple hours or so to charge. Um, you know, it's, it's not a bad speaker. I think Bose does still sound a little bit better, but this one... What I do like about it is, like I said, it has better stereo separation and it does have a little bit of a more sharper sound as well. And I do like that. Um, maybe I'll find some more ways to do some customizations in the app. Like I said, I didn't find it as accessible as it could have been, but that's another uh, demo for another time. So with that, I will take questions. This is Shree. Yes. So Herbie, my daughter has the pill. Um, so do you need to have a certain version to get the spatial audio or was it always there and it just needs to be? I'm still, I've not gotten the spatial audio to work. Um, I And that's why I tried looking at the app to see if I could find any like firmware updates or anything like that. I just got the thing like two weeks ago. Um so 
I'm still a little bit confused on that one myself. I, and I'm a bit disappointed in that regard because I think, okay, cool. A speaker that could support spatial audio. Um, that would, uh, I think, be rather cool. But so far, I've not gotten that to work. This is Marty. Marty, yes. Uh, so it, it, can I assume that it connects uh, pretty seamlessly or, you know, pretty easily with Apple devices. Well, have you connected it with non-Apple devices? Like I'm thinking if I got it, I would probably use it either with, uh, well, probably with the Victor Stream, since those devices don't have high volume. I think the only non-Apple device I currently have that's not a Braille display would be maybe either Windows on Bluetooth or an old Android tablet, um, or I guess the Alexa devices, but uh, I had no problems pairing it with my Apple device. You know, it just, you open your Bluetooth settings um, and, you know, you put it in pairing mode and then you connect and it makes its little sound. So um, I don't know how it'll work with a third-party device. Um, I know some people have had issues though with Apple products and third-party devices in general, so that would make I would probably be more inclined to use something like Bose if you were going to use, um, you know, a third party. Well, this is Marty. How how good is the how loud is the volume on it? In other words, if you it can get pretty loud. Phone on a low volume. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it, it it definitely has a loud volume. This is Kathy. Yes. How does it sound with the uh, movies? Have you tried like Netflix or something? Because I like something with a big movie sound, you know. It sounds okay. Like I said, the bass is not the best on it. Um, it's It has more of a sharper sound than it does a bassier sound. That, that's mm -hmm. how I would describe it. Um, Interesting. I'll have to try. I could, should definitely try it with some more movies. But, you know, it's... It's a good little tabletop speaker. It's not, I don't think it's like the best speaker. And I think it sounds better if I ever could get spatial audio to work on it. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, um, but like I said, what you will notice is if you're sitting in front of it, I do think it does have better stereo separation. So you would at least for sure get that. And you, you will get some bass. It's not tinny by any means. Um, this is Jim. Yep. You, you, but you would say, I mean, from what little I can gather from hearing it demoed, it, it does fill a room. Like if you were having it a party It will fill a room, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it will fill a room. This is Freddie. This is Freddie. Yeah. Freddie. So, um, I mean, just based on the price, I mean, pricing and so forth, I mean, like the HomePod is obviously going to be you know, a better quality, right? I mean, this is kind of a mid-range. Uh, I think that really depends on what you want. I don't like comparing it to the HomePod myself because the HomePod, at the end of the day, that is a smart speaker. Mm -hmm. So are you wanting a smart speaker that always is plugged in or are you wanting something that you can take with you around the house? Um... And, you know, for the HomePod, too, you also have to get two of them if you actually want stereo. 
So, and you have to set them up through, you know, your home app and all that jazz. Whereas, you know, again, this is just a regular Bluetooth speaker. You turn it on, you pair it with your device and you're good to go. So, okay. Thank so you. It, it really depends on what kind of speaker you're wanting. Okay. Thanks. I think Freddie was next. Yeah. Yep. Freddie. Yes. Um, can you, uh, it's a speakerphone too, right? Yes. Okay. Um, can you get a model that's waterproof? No, this is the only model that they have. Okay. All right. Anybody else questions for Herbie? This is Shri. Yep. Okay. Um, so I'm her so I'm assuming Herbie that you can't pair it with two of them, right? You, you can only pair it with one. No, I've only been able to pair it with one at a time. Yes. I will also say my daughter has this and she loves it. I know when it first came out, it was like the fad to get for Bluetooth right. for Apple. So um, I think now you'll find a lot more competitive ones. But when it first came out, it was the thing to get. Right. But I think maybe I might, and I probably would think differently too, you know, because of my, I'm also used to like the Bose speakers as well. But I thought it'd be cool to try something different. Um, and um, I mean, it's still a good speaker. It's not my, it's, you know, like I said, it's still not a bad speaker and it's still going to get uh, heavily used. Um, this is sudden. Yep. How heavy is it? Or maybe you said. What was that? What, how heavy is it? Is it like, you know, like the mini bows or the bow speaker? I have It's the a little bit speaker. heavier than the bows, I would say. It's, you know, definitely okay. like two or three pounds. So it's, it's heavy duty. All right. Okay. Thank you. But Bose, I found, are some of the lightest weight products you'll come across in general. So, this is Kathy. Yes. Do you know the price? I mean, Bose is usually way higher. I mean, three yes. or four hundred. So that's a big difference for. Very big difference. This is free. Yep. I would say for this particular type, it's a pretty expensive speaker because. Like I said, when it first came out, there right. was a lot that you can get, like the 125 to 150 range. And this was, I think this was more of a fat type of a speaker when it first came out that, like I said, right. that people wanted to get. But it, it is it, great. It sounds very good. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it is cheaper than Bose, though. And that was, you know, it's still a high end speaker, but, it, and, and, you know, it, but it is cheaper than Bose, though. Like Bose, I think the mini is still like, three hundred dollars or two ninety nine or something like that so um you know it does uh but yes so it's but it is it, it so it is cheaper than the both but it is still an expensive speaker if that makes sense hey anybody else this is marty yes this is marty yes um so you were talking about the Bose, and I don't know if you gave a comparison between it and the Bose. Like, is the Bose more bass? Um, I would say yes. And what's the name of the Bose speaker? Is it just Bluetooth speaker? Yeah, they're, they're, it's the Bose SoundLink. They've got several different models. Oh, SoundLink. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks. This is free. Yep. I was going to say, you know, one thing Beats is really known for is their bass. So I'm a little surprised you're saying that they're 
bass is weaker than the bows because that's what Beats is really known for is their bass. I think part of it too is just the way the speaker is designed, you know, again, it's a small squat speaker. And so I think part of it is just, I think maybe if they made it a little bit taller, they could probably, you know, get a little bit more out of it. Um, and I probably noticed it too, again, because I do think, you know, like I said, the Bose has more bass to it, but um, I mean, and it's still, I mean, don't get me wrong. It still has a bass. Um, you know, you're still going to know, but it's not, I, I do think Bose has a more powerful bass, but I was a bit surprised by that too, because, you know, I've had several Beats headphones. Um, though the Beats Studio, for instance, model of headphones, actually I say are a little bit less bassy than the um, Beats Solo headphones. So, and a cup one in-ear model that I had, so... Um, you know, I, I think different models just have slightly different sounds to them as well. So, Miss Linda, yep. Um, I have the Beats pill. I've had it for a couple of years. I think I paid around one hundred and fifty for it, but um, I like it, and I like listen to mainly talk shows with it, and it works well for me. All righty. Okay, I guess so. Any anybody else? All right. Thank Harvey, you. Thank you so much, Harvey. Yep. That sounds like one more thing to add to our shopping list. Exactly. Okay. It is. Okay. All right. Back to our questions. So anybody who didn't get a turn, this is your turn until next year. This is Kathy. Kathy, go ahead. Question about um I I know a lot of people on here use their computers, but I I don't use mine, so I try and do things on the iPhone. And one of them is um, like searching the web for things. And um, I've been kind of struggling with, well, I'm wondering if anybody has any tips. For example, I did go to Amazon and I know on the computer you can like, you can look for a product and get a description and get the reviews seems like it's really hard to this is herbie navigate yeah so two recommendations i have first of all i think that the apps are a little bit easier than the website the amazon app the google app um whatnot second of all um your heading navigation is really going to be your friend if you're trying to do it on the phone well even nice. on the computer but um, going by headings is going to make it a lot faster and then yeah you just have to click on the product and get a little bit, you know, to get more information. I do think Safari, you know, navigation like that can be a little bit more cumbersome on the phone in general. And so you may really have to decide over time, you know, is it easier to do it on the computer? Um, but like I said, heading navigation, I find is really going to help you find stuff, you know, as quickly as possible. And then and somebody told me to, that Chrome um, worked be a little better than Amazon, and I'm not sure, but I do have Chrome, and I I go into it sometimes, and it it kind of looks a little more like Google, and I think that's what they said. It, but it still oh. seems like um, I was looking in like the Braille bookstore, and it you go through all these options. 
And then when you tick something, it would go, the thing would come way to the bottom. But every time the voice would go to the top of the screen, so you kind of had to always read through, you know, all the screens that came before, like, you know, the categories of products and then the ones that you looked at before. It was tricky to to use it. Let's see. And I'm... If anybody, just hold on. Uh, let's see. Can anybody else have any suggestions for Kathy on how to improve her web searching, web surfing navigation? I think um, anybody else? Uh, okay. Well, I will, you know, like, like Carby said, I do all of my Amazon shopping on my phone, Kathy. So I don't use a computer okay. for that and I'm doing just fine. <laughs> so. So, can you, so can you read the reviews? I, I'm, and I do have the um, Amazon uh, app as, uh-huh. as yes. well. I do have, use the app, but yes, I wasn't, uh-huh. I can get some I search for things and I get the topics, but I couldn't get to where the reviews are. Right. So sometimes it's, it's, it's like, yeah you get it's like way at the end it'll be like read reviews and then it's like do you want four star five star it's a little hard there but like once you you're just gonna have to explore I guess that's the only thing I can tell you um because uh, you you can get you know there's questions and answers and then then there's like reviews it's like toward the end is all I can say and then uh once Herbie. you tap on it this then is Marty can, okay hang on one second so once you finish uh then you can start reading them and then you know it'll tell you like so and so has been a user for whatever and this is what they said and so forth okay herbie and then marty so one tip i was also going to give you kathy on that previous scenario you gave us is that's where i would um it may help to set a custom rotor gesture for like heading navigation like i use two fingers left and two finger right. So what I would do maybe in your situation is I would try doing a four finger single tap to go to the bottom of the screen once the page loads that I want and then see if it's faster to go work my way from the bottom back to where I want to be instead of from the top. Um, Because sometimes there's less junk at the bottom. So that's something else I would. The other thing you could try um, once you're on a product page in Safari, I don't know about Chrome if it has this ability, but Safari, we do have reader mode where it tries to strip out a lot of the links and stuff. So if you're actually looking at a product, you could go to the page and let, let you know, I don't know what it is you look for in the Braille bookstore, but I'm assuming like, say you find the Braille book you want, you click on the book you know, you could enable the reader mode then, and then it should display just the text of the page without a lot of the Mm. junk. So that reader mode used to be on the top left. Is that where it is? Yes. Yes. But I don't know if you have that with Chrome or not. Okay. Hang on. Okay. So let's go back to Marty. Go ahead, Marty. Um, Kathy, if you're using the app, which I use a lot, just like Sonja does, there's, it's sort of categorized. So, when you find the item that you want, of course, the first two pages are going to have the item, um, how many are left, um, do you want to add the cart, do you want to buy, it will tell you like how much time you have before you want it delivered. And then you get into things like um, get it together with, and then it will give you like two other things that you might want to buy with that item. And then you get into um, product image gallery and that's just a page, I guess, with, with an image. So I just do a two finger swipe 
because that's about three or four pages. You get to about page 10, because most of those items are like 30 pages, including description. Yes. So then after page 10 or 11, you get to the description and I swipe right until I get the features because sometimes the description will describe a whole group of items. And then after features, you get product information. And then after product information, you'll see reviews. It might say 4.9 star and it will say a thousand, like 1500 reviews. And if you, if you click on that, you'll have your reviews because it might say 1500 re global reviews or and 500, like 1500 ratings, 500 global reviews. So usually around page 15 or so. And you can also use on the right-hand side, the vertical scroll bar. If you scroll down, you'll hear like 10%, 20%, 30%. So when you're around yeah. 30 or 40%, you're going to be right close to your reviews. Oh, good. Well, this Kathy, that's excellent. Yes. I think I just wasn't going far enough because right. there it's... is a lot of crap in there. Yeah, yeah. Lardy's a Lardy's a lot more uh, precise. I I think I just stick to the headings, but yeah, I, I'm going to have to try it that way too. But I, I just stick to headings, and then I get to description, and then. Uh, and keep going but okay well very good yeah. now Kathy's ready to spend lots of money so okay <laughs> yeah only good. get the urge at the very end I know the last right? minute shopper oh there you go um okay uh thank you Kathy for that question everybody's help anybody else few minutes left before the end of our call anybody else who didn't get a turn this is your chance one last question the this is Shree. Yes, sir. I was just going to make one suggestion also. If you have updated to 15.2 that you set up the legacy so that um, if, God forbid, something happens to you that someone else in your family can access those, you know, family photos or things that, you know, that they would appreciate having instead of having your phone not be accessible. All right. Thank you. Very good thought there. That's good to know. And there is also the, in addition to legacy, and there a related thing about helping you access it if you forget your password. Retrieve, yeah. Yeah. There's so. a retrieve. It's right above the legacy. All right. Very good. Thank you, Shri. This is Stephen. Stephen. Where do you find that legacy, Shri? Uh, this is Shri. Mm -hmm. uh, you go to uh, settings, go to your name. Uh, double tap on the name and then swipe right to password securities oh, okay. and then you'll find it there oh okay i'd heard of it i just didn't remember where it was in settings okay all right very this good kathy yes ma'am so i'm not sure if if this is something i need to know i mean i don't have anybody who's looking at my phone but is it is it when you said the retrieve that lets you find your passwords or I'm not sure. Okay. This scaring me. All these two no, no, legacy. No. Well, and... well, does somebody else want to explain it real quick? Okay, I guess I will explain it. Um, no. So basically, <laughs> you're you're saying, okay, well, maybe I forgot my password. Then you can have your friend or your husband or whoever uh, give them give them you know the access give them the access to the password, and then 
if something happens that you forget, then they have some authorization to, to share that with you again. I think that's how it works. I have not done it, but that's how I've read about it. And the legacy is basically a similar concept. Um, so, uh, but you can always go back and do it. You don't need to do it at the beginning. Is no, that... no, you can okay. add that at any, any time. All right. Well, great Linda. question. Linda, go ahead. Um, was it the iBug Cafe this weekend or the other program so I can listen to it? It was the Apple workshop and that was okay. the holiday edition. So we just, and like, actually we've got everything uploaded. So you should be able to check out the latest cafe, the workshop, and uh, this call will be uploaded as soon as well. And remember we have the skit with Chris and Brad. We have the song by Nancy and a song by Terry Ann. So, and some trivia by Herbie and the iTunes uh, name that tune song. So it was fun. We missed everybody that wasn't there. I hope you enjoy listening to it. And with that, we will, uh, I'd like to say thank you to my co-host, Stephen. Thank you You're so welcome. much. You're good job, best. Steve. Thank you yes, so much. Very good awesome, job. Thank you. Awesome. So uh, we nice one, Steve. are and going love you, Steve. to- Love you guys. <laughs> love you too. Thanks, Steve. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> we are still with you. One more event tomorrow. Two more events tomorrow. We have our clubhouse at five to six on clubhouse throughout iBug Minibuzz. Then Mac and Talk. Don't forget Mac and Talk tomorrow from 7 to 8.30 on this same Zoom conference line. And then our movie will be on Thursday. And then uh, Thursday, the movie is A Christmas Story. And then um, on New Year's Eve, we'll have another surprise movie. We don't know what it is. It'll be a surprise to us as well. So we wish you all the happiness. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we will see you soon. See you again. And then then this next call will be on January 3rd. We're going to be off next week, uh, next Monday. All right. I think we covered it all. So thank you. Take care. Good night, everybody. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Good night. Bye. 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 Happy holidays. Stay well and